Book 4, Chapter 5, Note of A Class Book of Old Testament History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by J.L. A Class Book of Old Testament History by George Frederick McClear. Book 4, Chapter 5, Note. The Laws of Purity. Not altogether unconnected with these regulations respecting holy times and seasons were other enactments of the Mosaic Code, having for their object the enforcement of ideas of purity and holiness. Ye shall be holy unto me, was the divine command. For I, the Lord thy God, am holy, and have severed you from other people, that ye should be mine. Leviticus 19.2.20 verse 7. Many of these regulations were, doubtless, laws of health, tending to regulate diet, enforce cleanliness, and guard against many prevalent disorders. But over and above this, they had a higher object, and formed part of the moral discipline of the elect nation. They regard, one, things unclean to eat, two, things unclean to touch, and three, unclean matters or conditions. 1. Things unclean to eat. The prohibitions respecting food follow directly the laws concerning sacrifice. Portions of many sacrifices, as we have seen, might be eaten. From this eating, the law passes on to food generally, the nature of which has commonly no little influence on the refinement and manners of a people. Concerning vegetable eating, no rules are laid down. In respect to animal food, the laws are clear and precise. 1. Of quadrupeds, the clean were such as both parted the hoof and chewed the cud. All others were unclean. All animals, therefore, used in sacrifice might be eaten, as also the numerous species of deer and gazelles, Deuteronomy 14.5, but none of the carnivora, or such animals as the camel, coney, hare, or pig. 2. Of birds, also, all that were offered in sacrifice might be eaten, such as doves, pigeons, and also quails, but all birds of prey and nearly all the waterfowl were unclean. 3. Of fish, those only were clean that had both fins and scales. 4. All reptiles and insects were unclean, except locusts, and such as had four legs for walking and two for springing. Leviticus 11, verse 21 and 22. Compare Matthew 3, verse 4. But the Israelite was also strictly forbidden to eat anything that had died of itself, Exodus 22, verse 31, or was torn by beasts, emphatically the blood of any animal, Genesis 9, verse 4, Leviticus 3, verse 17, and Leviticus 17, verse 10 and 12. Compare 1 Samuel 14, verses 32 and 33. 2. Things unclean to touch. An Israelite incurred defilement who touched or handled, one, the dead body of any animal, whether clean or unclean, Leviticus 11, verses 24 through 28. Two, the body, bones, or grave of a dead man, Numbers 19, verses 11, 13, and 16. The latter was deemed a defilement calling for special purification. The person was unclean seven days. For his cleansing, a young red heifer was slain outside the camp or town in the presence of one of the priests. 
Some of the blood the priest was then to sprinkle seven times in the direction of the sanctuary, to burn the entire carcass and cast into the fire cedar wood, scarlet wool, and hyssop. The ashes were then collected and laid up in a clean place, and a portion mixed with water was to be sprinkled on whatever had been defiled, man or place or vessel. This ceremony was to be repeated twice, on the third and on the seventh day. On the latter day, the person defiled washed his clothes, bathed, and was clean at even. But still stricter regulations were enforced when a priest or a Nazarite had become defiled. Numbers 19, verses 1 through 22. 3. Unclean matters or conditions. Many are enumerated, but we need speak of only one, the disease of leprosy. This fearful malady, indigenous in Egypt and Asia Minor, disfiguring the whole person and making it horrible to the beholder, was called by the Jews the stroke, and even by the Greeks the firstborn son of death. It made itself apparent by a white swelling on the skin, especially on the face, turning the skin white, Exodus 4, verse 6, and the hair white or yellow, Leviticus 13, verses 3, 10, and 30, and producing other disfigurements. The person affected with it was instantly to repair to the priests, Leviticus 13, verses 2 and 9, whose duty it was to make a minute examination and pronounce whether it was a case of true leprosy. If so, the sufferer was pronounced utterly unclean and forthwith assumed the awful badges of his sad condition. He rent his clothes, bared his head, put a covering on his upper lip, Leviticus 13.45, as though he were mourning for the dead, Ezekiel 24.17 and 22, and wherever he went cried out, Unclean! Unclean! An exile from his home, his family, his friends, Numbers 5.2, he was bound to reside without the camp or city in a separate house by himself, or in the society of others similarly afflicted, Leviticus 13, verse 46, 2 Kings 15, verse 5, 2 Kings 7, verse 3, and Luke 17, verse 12. No Israelite ever pretended to effect a cure of this awful malady. The priest could pronounce upon the symptoms, shut out the sufferer from the congregation, but he had no power to heal. If, however, the symptoms abated and there were any signs of a cure, the sufferer again went to the priest, who carefully ascertained whether this was the case. If so, a peculiar ceremony celebrated the healing. It consisted of two stages. 1. Two birds were taken, one killed by the priest over running water, the other dipped, together with cedar wood, scarlet wool, and hyssop, in its blood, and suffered to fly away into the open air. The priest then sprinkled the leper with the blood seven times and pronounced him clean. 2. But before he could return to the society of his fellow men, he must wash his clothes, shape off all his hair, bathe, and then present himself at the sanctuary with a he lamb as a trespass offering, a ewe lamb as a sin offering, and a he lamb as a burnt offering with its usual meat offering. In cases of poverty, two doves or pigeons might be presented in place of the two latter offerings, but the he lamb as a trespass offering was indispensable. This was first slain, and its blood smeared by the priest on the leper's right ear, the thumb of his right hand, and the great toe of his right foot. Consecrated oil was then similarly applied and poured on his head, and the other sacrifices offered, at the conclusion of which atonement was deemed to have been made, and the leper was clean. 
Leviticus 14, verses 49 through 53. The regulations respecting this fearful malady were no mere sanitary regulations, for it was not catching from one person to another. Compare 2 Kings 5, verse 1 and 2 Kings 8, verse 4. And the ordinances respecting it did not apply to the stranger and the sojourner. From the whole host of maladies and diseases which might have broken in upon man's body, God selected this, the sickness of sicknesses, that he might thereby testify against that out of which it and all other sicknesses grew, against sin, as not from him, and as grievous in his sight. It was the outward and visible sign of the innermost spiritual corruption, a meat emblem in its small beginnings, its gradual spread, its internal disfigurement, its dissolution little by little of the whole body, of that which corrupts, degrades, and defiles man's inner nature and renders him unmeet to enter the presence of a pure and holy God. 4. Among the vows known before the time of Moses, and which, as a general rule, were discouraged by him, compared Deuteronomy 23, verse 21 through 23, was that of the Nazarite. The person making this vow was bound, usually for a certain time, to abstain from wine or strong drink, from grapes or anything made from the vine, from cutting the hair of his head, or approaching a corpse, even that of his nearest relative, number 6, verse 2 through 7. If he accidentally touched a corpse, he was obliged on the seventh day to cut off his hair and begin his vow afresh on the next day after presenting to the priest two turtle doves or two young pigeons, one for a sin and the other for a burnt offering and a lamb as a trespass offering. At the expiration of his vow, he brought to the tabernacle a burnt sin and thank offering, Leviticus 7 verses 12 and 13, with a meat and drink offering. Number 6, verse 15, had the left shoulder of the thank offering waved upon his hands by the priest, Numbers 6, verses 19 and 20, and, cutting off his hair, burnt it in the fire on the altar. Of Nazarites for life, three are mentioned in Scripture. Samson, the only one actually called a Nazarite, Judges 13, verse 5, Samuel, 1 Samuel 1, verse 11, and John the Baptist, Luke 1, verse 15. End of Book 4, Chapter 5, Note.